Hey guys, really appreciate you taking the time to listen to my podcast today. Thank you so much for joining. Um, I know it's the weekend. I know people like like to recharge. So, you know, hopefully you're sitting down or lying down and, and just listening to this podcast and taking a second just to reflect on the past week. I think it's really important sometimes to take a deep breath, even if it's just for 10 minutes and just saying to yourself, what have I accomplished this week? What has happened this week? What are some of the things that I've controlled this week? And what are the, some, of the things, some of the things that were out of my control, right? So often we get so sped up by life, right? We're always moving, we're always doing, other people are doing, and we feel like almost so, we're always being pulled in different directions. But the weekend is time off from work, time off from daily life where you can definitely reflect. So yes, it's great to go out with your friends and enjoy uh, life, you know, without work during the weekends, but it's also important to take a step back and just take some time for yourself. So some ways I do that is I read, I work out, I make this podcast, and you could still be productive while taking time for yourself, right? People say that meditation sometimes is selfish. How is it selfish if you're becoming more mindful and you're becoming more calm for the world, right? If everyone meditated and everyone was more mindful and everyone worked on themselves more, I think we'd see a very different world. Um, in today's podcast, we're going to be talking about the the, situ- the 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 fact that you don't always have to react to things that are around you, right? This is actually stemming from several discussions I've had with friends, um, several listenings to podcasts I've had, and, and several readings I've had, and also a recent experience that I've had um, when traveling. So I'll I'll. I don't have to go into in depth about all the readings and the podcast and the friends discussions, but I think that the event that happened this week was pretty interesting. So I was on a flight back from Austin to, to New Jersey on Monday um, afternoon, and I had sit, sat down on the plane, everything was fine. Um, and then suddenly someone came up and said to another, another passenger, that is my seat. Basically what ha- happened is that one person had the exact same seat as another person, and the one person who just who is not sitting in the seat, got upset with the person who was sitting in the seat. Short story, to make the story short, um, they had a pretty big disagreement yelling about whose seat it was. And, you know, it was just a lot of, you know, a lot of things going on. And I sat there, I was like, I didn't, it was not my problem. It wasn't my seat. I was just watching. And for some reason, I felt anxious. I felt like I need to say something. I felt like I need to stand up and get involved. Um, And... It took me a while to really rationalize what was happening, but basically what was happening was that I felt like I needed to get involved because I saw a threat. I saw something, I saw like a fire brewing and I said, okay, let me be a good person and go put it out, right? Now, there were several things I could have done, right? I could have said, hey, here's my seat, you know, if if it helps out, you know, that's a nice thing to do. Um, Another thing could be saying like, hey, can you calm down? But... I chose to just sit there. I chose to sit there and just let it happen. And this is a situation that, you know, doesn't happen every single day, but I think we could take something from this, right? Going out of your house, um, even in your house, if you're living with someone, things are happening. People are getting upset. People are getting happy. People are, are, are angry. Um, people are disappointed. People are, are laughing, right? There's so many different things going around, right? And we oftentimes feel like we need to get involved. We need to say something. We need to do something. Um, And I mean, some examples could be, you know, there's a war going on in the Ukraine, right? Or there's a pandemic going on, right? And which is awful. There's something, you know, I'm not not sitting here debating if that's good or bad. It's bad. However, 
we can either get worked up about it and get stressed and um, you know, get angry and argue with people about it, or we could just sit back and say, hey, this is not really impacting my life at this moment, so I'm not gonna let it impact my life at this moment, right? So when we're, when we're talking about being mindful, being mindful also means asking yourself, is this actually going to impact me and should I stress over this, right? In your present moment, right? It may, it may impact you next week. It may impact you in two weeks. It may impact you in a year. Who knows, right? We can't tell that. We can't tell the future. But the question you need to ask yourself before you're deciding to get stressed and get worked up about it and get involved is, is this inf- impacting me now? And once I started asking that question, I saw a lot of my life like almost fall out in the sense of like it became pointless. I am not a political person at all. I was, you know, at a certain age, I had my opinions and I still have my opinions. But right now, I'm not a political person. And the main reason is, is not because I have my opinions. It's because I know 95 to 99% of the things that I'm discussing has nothing to do with my life. And number two, I cannot do anything about because I'm not in a position to change it. I'm not, I'm not a politician. I'm not someone who's extremely wealthy with a lot of influence. I'm not a CEO of a company, right? And who am I to go argue with someone else who's, they have opinion. Do I have my views? Yes, I have some views that I do hold very dear, dear to me. And one of those is includes I'm Israeli. So I'm a very big supporter of Israel. I'm a very big supporter of movements to stop anti-Semitism, right? And I'm also a very big believer in freedom, in whatever someone wants to do, live and let live, let a person live. And I'm very open about that. Um, I'm very, you know, free about what I'm thinking. And when it comes to economics as well, I really do believe in capitalism and I believe in entrepreneurship. Um, but, but other than that, like, I'm not political. I don't get, become, get political in this podcast and I don't get political in life as when I can avoid it because I know that there's no point in stressing about it, right? I've had arguments when I was younger about politics and about viewpoints. And I said to myself, nothing came about it other than just yelling because I know if you're trying to, and this is not only about politics, it's, it's about life. If you are discussing with someone else other than yourself or someone who you know agrees with you with a different opinion saying they're wrong, you're never going to win that argument. You going into a debate and saying someone is wrong and outright not respecting their, their viewpoints, whatever that may be, political, social, whatever it may be, right? You're going to lose. And the reason is, is because that person will not want to lose either. No one wants to lose. I don't want to lose, right? Do I want to learn, fail, learn? Yes, of course I do. But I don't want to tell you that I'm always wrong. I'm still human. I still have an ego. And yes, I have been working on that to fight my ego. But 99% of people are not doing that. So I, I get very frustrated in a sense, like not emotionally frustrated, but I just like watching it. It gets me frustrated when I see people get so political, so opinionated, so um, divided on so many issues. And I'm not just talking about politics. I'm talking about everything, right? I think it's the the, the, the most dangerous thing you could do for yourself and you can do for society. And the, re- the reason is, is because there's so much you can't control that you're trying to control. So that's why I decided in a lot of aspects of my life that I take a step back, right? You know, I can give you another example of where I think taking a step back has really helped me out. Um, other people are always going to do 
better than you in whatever you're trying to do, right? There's always going to be someone with better abs. There's always going to be someone who can lift more. There's someone always going to be making more money, money than you. There's probably going to be someone who's going to live longer than you. There's probably someone who has better romantic relationship than you, right? But who cares, right? We're, we're instead of sitting there and saying like, oh, that person is making more money. That person is doing better than me. Ask yourself, are you doing better than yourself yesterday? So the only person you should be comparing yourself to is the person you are yesterday. And when you see other people in life, you, you do come across people who are doing better than you. Just watch, right? I think one of the quotes that really impacted me recently was if you're jealous of someone, then you are willing to take everything that they have in their life and become that person, right? So if you're, if I'm jealous of Joe, I'm just giving you a random name, Joe, then I'm willing to become Joe tomorrow. And most likely you're not going to be willing to become Joe. You just want to become something that he has, or you want something that he has, right? You don't want to become fully him. So then you truly should not be jealous because the person you are today is because you don't, you're not exactly like Joe. You're, you're, I'm Daniel, right? I'm different because I don't have that. But the moment we say that we want to be like someone else, we degrade ourselves and we're saying that, you know, we're not, we're not worthwhile. So the issue is not the fact that you don't have it, right? That you don't have what Joe has. The issue is, is that you are not happy with who you are. So you are finding external ways to more or less give yourself an excuse, right? Saying, I want that, I want that. And listen, I've done this. I've, I've walked in the shoes of what I'm discussing. And I'm telling you an, a, a very, very real example that has recently happened to me as I'm moving in my career or as I'm trying to move along in my career is you see other people get what you wanted and it stings, it stings. You see that person get a girlfriend. You see that person make a lot more money than you. You see that person being happier and fitter than you in, in whatever way or shape or form that person's better than you. And it eats you up inside. It's because like you're saying like, oh, what am I doing wrong? Why don't I deserve that? And I think this is like a universal thing that everyone experiences, right? Especially young in, individuals. Um, and I told when I had these thoughts, I tell myself to stop it immediately because I know I'm falling into the trap that society is trying to put me in. And that is comparing myself to others, wanting more, wanting things that will fill the gaps so I can compare myself to other people, right? Filling myself with thin desires, right? Thin wanting, meaning that these things I don't really want. I don't really want a nice car. I don't really want a nice, you know, massive house. I don't really want a massive you know, diamond ring for my wife. You know, I don't necessarily want a fancy watch. I want that stuff so other people know that I have, right? And I think the analogy of like when you're driving a Ferrari, yeah, it, it may be pretty cool inside, but you don't really, you don't see it driving. You know what people are thinking. You know people are thinking, oh, what does that guy do? What does, what do they do, right? And no one's saying like, if your hobby is fast cars, like, you know, go for it. It's a, they're awesome cars. But 99% of the time, I think people are just doing it to show other people. And another really interesting thing I've, I heard about in a podcast as well as the books, The Psychology of Money, is that a lot of people see a fast car and say, mm, I want to be like that. It's not like I want to have that car, but I want to feel like that person's feeling when I think about them, 
when I'm thinking about them, right? Like that, like that fame, that fortune. But when you're actually in the moment and you actually have that car, it's like, okay, it feels great for a few seconds, but you know, what am I missing out on, right? And listen, if you're making a lot of money and you're successful, go for it. Like I'm not, I, I am not the person who dictates the world and, and on how it should be. It's This is my opinion. And I'm saying that personally, I think there's a lot of other important things you need to get cleared away before you start buying fancy stuff for hundreds and thousands of dollars, right? But that's my personal opinion, right? Everyone to their own. And, I, and I've had discussions with with, with people. I, I, I spoke to someone recently. Um, I said, how many, I, I was like, I'm looking for new shoes. I, I, I want to get new shoes. That's something I want. I want to get a new pair of shoes. And I, I was talking to someone and I asked her, how many pairs of shoes do you have? And she said, ah, I don't know. I said, more than five? She says, yeah, for sure. More than 10? Yeah, for sure. More than 20? Yeah, for sure. More than 40? Yeah, for sure. And I said, like, do you wear all these shoes? And she says, yeah, not really. And I said, why do you do it? She says, ah, you know, they're nice shoes. And there's nothing wrong. She's not a bad person. She's not doing anything wrong. And I sat there with myself. It's like, what would I do with 40 pairs of shoes? I'm like, I don't even, I wear three pairs of shoes. And that's still a lot for me. I'd much rather have one pair of shoes that I can wear everywhere, right? And I think about it. I'm like, yes, shoes feel good. Yes, you know, it's nice to wear good shoes. It's, listen, it, there's a nice feeling about wearing something nice. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. But I'm 100% sure I, I, I like to wear that kind of stuff and, and look nice because I know what other people are thinking. It's like, wow, they, that guy dresses nice, right? That he has a nice watch. He has nice shoes, right? Which is what other people think. And... When I think through my purchases and think about my wants and, and think about that, whenever I see that come up, it's like, is it, am I doing this for myself? Am I, am I really doing this to improve my happiness internally? Or am I trying to get external validation to, to, make, to um, achieve external happiness, right? And once I hear that there, I need external validation, I cut it off immediately. I cut it off immediately. Now, before I, I, I completely you know, destroy the idea that extreme external validation is valid. I do want to say that dressing nice, you know, looking good does help in certain ways, right? It makes you look professional. It looks, makes you look that you care about yourself. So don't like dress badly. Um, don't like let yourself go. I, I don't think you should do that in life. I think it is important to dress nicely, but dress smartly. Right? Don't don't be dumb about your purchases because people can tell as well. Like you're just doing it to show off, right? Um, so be, so the external validation thing is that like as long as you are attached to external validation, I believe that you will never find true happiness because as I said in the other podcast, external validation is fleeting, right? Someone is going to tell you you have a nice shirt, and that is going to flee. Like that that feeling of joy when you hear that is going to go away soon. But if you have that eternal happiness to come back to all the time, you will continuously be happy because it's never going to go away. You can always tap into that. So going back to, you know, the, the, the point of this podcast, more or less, this episode is that sometimes it's good to just watch people and learn from people, right? Um, I, I see a lot of different people in my life day to day. Good, bad. I, I don't give it a title. I don't have an opinion on what people do. Like if someone wants to go spend money on, on shoes or, you know, watches or clothing, it, it's good for them, right? That's their lives. And, and I'm, I'm happy for them. If they're happy. But sometimes I sit back and I just, you know, I, you know, through discussion and stuff like that, I, I wonder 
how many people are truly happy, right? I asked one of my friends recently, are you happy? Like he's saying like he's working a lot. He's going out every night. I'm like, okay, are, are you happy? And he says, with? And I said, no, he's just, are you happy? You're not, not with anything. And he says, yeah, I'd say so. But the term with, I think is like, is, is interesting because, you know, when we're talking about happiness, I think, I truly think happiness should be overall universal, right? You may not be fully fulfilled in one of your, um, one of the areas of your life, but you should be happy overall. Otherwise, you should change things in your life, in my opinion. Um, so I think when he was saying with, I think he was like, are you, am I happy with my job? Am I happy with my social life? Am I happy with my um, personal life? You know, like all these different aspects of life. And I think that's dangerous, right? I think that like, if you're not ha if you're happy in your work life, but you're not happy in your social life, then most likely you're not overall happy because you're not finding what makes you happy, right? Um, other people should make you happy, but you need to make the right decisions to find those people that make you happy. A lot of times, and, and I actually have done an audit in my life, a lot of times people surround themselves with people that they just kind of fall into. They kind of like accept, you know, okay, these people are, you know, in my life, like I'm happy with them, like whatever. But when you take a step back and you ask yourself, like, do I really want to spend my life with them? Like, are these people I can really trust? And once you ask that question, you, you like notice that there's so many people out there that like are not are not people you trust and not people that you want in your life. You're just kind of ha letting them linger there. And I've cut them out. I've, I've, I have nothing bad to say about individuals like that, but I've cut people out. Like, for example, I used to follow up a ton of people. I only follow like 130 people now because I know that 99% of people I used to follow didn't care about me. They were waiting maybe for something that they needed from me, right? And you can see straight through it because, you know, I, I'm in sales and I can see straight through someone's selling tactics, right? And one of the biggest selling tactics is, is caring until it's, uh, uh, um, until it's good for you and then you're gone, right? Um, true friends are not that way. True friends are people who will continue to be there with you even when you're not on the top or, and you're not, you don't have something that they need, right? Um, but sitting back and, and kind of like not having a bother is not lazy. I, I don't think, I think one of the biggest um, responses or critiques of that opinion is that, okay, you're not, you're not going to respond to anything. You're not going to bother with anything like you're just going to sit around. And, and that's just not true. That's, that's not what I mean at all. And that's not what philosoph philosophers mean as well, like Stoics and stuff like that mean at all. Um, what they mean is that like, if you have no input or no one's asking for your input, right? Um, you know, for example, on the plane situation, why do you have to get involved? Why do you have to find a stress, um, a sh like a, an additional stress in your life, right? Um, and like, I mean, we can go to the extreme way is like, if, if you have someone in your life who's suffering that you know, you want to help them, but you shouldn't suffer because they're suffering. Why do that? Like, I think that there's a lot of power in being able not to suffer when someone you love is suffering, right? Being there as a balancing act almost, like being there as a support, right? Because if, if, if like, you know, I, I think in my relationship, my, my previous relationship, I think that the person was suffering in a lot of ways, right? She had a lot of, you know, mental struggles and um, just, just, you know, personal struggles that 
I I really felt bad for her, and I I really felt like I needed to help her, and and I, and I did. I do believe I helped her, um, but in some moments I became almost like her. Like I would I would get angry at the situation. I would get stressed about the situation, and I think in that moment I needed to actually be someone who was standing in the background, kind of giving rationality to the situation. And and over time I did because I noticed that you know, getting involved and, and becoming, you know, an aggressor in the situation would just make it worse. Um, and, you know, I think taking a step back actually helped in a lot of ways. And it, and it gave, you know, her some positivity and, and her some help. But fortunately, it didn't work out in the end. But, you know, I believe I did the right thing in that moment. Um, I mean, even in work, you, you come across situations where people are quarreling or, you know, people are trying to make a decision about you and you kind of want to step in and, and, and kind of force your hand in a sense, right? You kind of want to make it seem like, you know, you control certain things. Um, and, and sometimes, not sometimes, but most of the time, it's just good to kind of take a step back and say, like, just let it play out. You know, I, I think a lot of times in, in life, we try to control everything, um, but in reality, we don't control most things. And in reality, it's probably best to just sit there and watch right? and let, let, and give, and give your best effort. But allow things to flow, you know, um, I think that work ethic and perseverance and like motivation and optimism is, is needed in life. But I think that you don't control what happens in your life, right? I, I think, like, we can even start from the beginning. Like, you did not control... You did not decide if you were born or not. You did not decide where you were born. You did not decide who you were born to. And in a way, you don't decide who you are friends with either because people come into your life and, and people leave your life sometimes, you know, randomly. And, and you don't really understand why, Um like, I don't know why I met certain friends. Like, I know why I gravitate gra like gravitate to them. Like, I, I, I like them. But I don't know why they showed up. I don't know why certain people just, like, popped up in my life. Like, you know, in, in, in random situations. Um, I don't regret any of it. But, you know, I don't know why. Um, so, in, like, those situations, it's, like, kind of fun sometimes to just take a step back and just say, like, okay, like, let it flow. You know? Um, a really big thing for me, like especially when I was in a relationship was, you know, always wanting to know what's next and always wanting to kind of know what's happening, right? Like having a plan. And I think that is quite dangerous because it's like, if you always are expecting things and always having expectations, you're always going to be disappointed because things are never going to go exactly as planned. It's, it's just not right. Um, it's, it's like weather, like you, you want it to go a certain way, but it's not. Now the ways that I think you can plan smartly is you know financially i think you can you can have a strong plan right um you know that those though financially you can you can predict certain things right you can say like okay like saving an x amount of money and investing an x amount of money statistically is, is beneficial right the statistically the market has grown x amount of time x amount of percentage per year you know saving um at some point you'll need some money um and, and same with like you know job and and and, and personal relationships like like doing certain things will help you like there there's nothing there, there's not a 
I'm not disagreeing at all that there's certain things you can plan out and you can't have it, but there's also some, some credence in saying like, Hey, like have a plan, but be a little bit flexible. Like, you know, um, you know, I'd, I'd like to be, you know, make a good amount of money and, and be successful, but I don't really have a time horizon. I, I could be like in 20 years, I could be there in 30 years. I could be there in 40 years. Like I, I, you don't know, right? Like I think it's, it's, it's something that you don't really know about, right? I mean, if I looked back and I spoke to my previous self, like five or even 10 years ago, and I said, oh yeah, this is where I'm going to be. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't, I have any idea what you're talking about. Like, you don't know what's going to happen in the future. Um, so that's why it's sometimes good to just take a step back and kind of like watch it like a movie. Uh, there's a lot of sayings that your life is like a book or your life is like a movie. You should treat it like a movie. You should treat it like a book and kind of just like, you don't know what you're going to read next or what's going to happen next in the movie, but you know that you are true to yourself, right? What, like, that's why they talk about, you know, that's why I talk a lot about in the podcast, like, you know, focus on your mindset, because if you have the right mindset, right things probably will come to you eventually. Um, and if you have the right, you know, power in yourself, things will work out, right? Um, and I think like, that's why I said in the last podcast, the best investment is your mindset. Because if you have the right mindset, you, you have the right, the ability to, to, you know, have the right actions ready when things occur. Um, and I think that having the right mindset is not selfish at all. It's actually quite selfless because you are putting yourself in the right position to help society and, and help the world, right? Um, if you if you work on yourself, like for example, and you want to build an, a, a, and you get to a point where like you're successful in, in working yourself, and you you know get married, have kids, um, start a business, that mindfulness is going to pay dividends, right? Because people are going to be dealing with you in a very positive manner. Um, there's a lot of things that you have probably worked on that they haven't and that they can learn from you. And you can also provide a much better attitude to that kind of stuff. Um, so I, I think like the discussion that being mindful and meditation is, is selfish is, is completely, completely ridiculous. Um, so, you know, I think to end this podcast, I, this is actually quite a long podcast. I didn't know it was going to be this long as take a step back in life. Watch it like a movie, read it like a book. You don't know what's going to come next, but be positive Work on yourself um, and believe that everything will work out in the end of the day. There is going to be an end to that book. There is going to be an end to the movie. But most likely or not, it's going to be a positive end and a positive part because you're going to be able to, in the end of the day, write that story um, and, and, and write that movie. So be positive. Take a step back. Don't take things so serious and focus on what you can control, not on what you can't. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening to this. And don't forget to smile. Thank you.